I'm Liv. And I'm Nicole. And we're Chuckaboos. And this is our podcast. Different name, same dumb bitches. <laughs> and we're back. Hi, Nicole. <laughs> How long has it been? It's been a while. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. When I was walking back tonight from, I went to the Vincent van Gogh live ex- exhibition thing in the city. And I was walking back, and there's like an Irish pub on the way home. And the queue was round the corner. But, like, bearing in mind, it's really cold tonight. It's windy. It's been raining. And there's like, I just don't know how people, like, I'm the older I'm getting, I'm like, I need a good coat. I need a good coat and comfy shoes. I know why people back home do it, like, the whole St. Patrick's Day thing. But I feel like going out on St. Patrick's Day in the U.S. is like going out mm. any day of the week here. So I don't understand why it's such a big, like, oh, like, let's just go out to drink for St. Patrick's Day wearing green. Yeah, yeah wearing green, wearing the Guinness hats. I don't really know why people Yeah, I mean, like, so any excuse, I guess. Keen but... about it. Like, it just seems like drinking for the sake of drinking. <laughs> yeah, like the one time we tried to drink for St. Patrick's Day and the place we went to didn't have Guinness. It's just a weird one. It's like a patron saint of... of islands who drive out the snakes and they're just like yeah we're gonna drink for him like <laughs> i've never understood the thingy of like dying is it that river in like boston or somewhere in chicago, in chicago and they dye yeah. it green like wh- why yeah. because <laughs> because it's irish <laughs> i think very much like the cities in new york i think chicago was like a very big hub for irish americans so mm-hmm. i guess that's just what you do why not turn the river? We should turn the rivers here, Green. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll be more fun. It seems a bit more tense here, though, because like, it's just like in Scotland, Scot- Scotland and Ireland have always had a bit like a tension. I think everyone's got tension in this country. Well, that's why I'm shocked that in Scotland yeah. it's so big because I feel like it's always like a thing. It feels like a thing. But then I was walking home and there was just like such a sea of green. And I'm just like, just St. Patrick's Day is such a weird day. It's like, why do we celebrate this? The older I'm getting, like when I was younger, I got the drinking aspect of it. And now I'm getting older. I'm just like, why? Yeah, I just, I feel like it's probably more expensive. It's definitely more expensive to get back home with Mm -hmm. a cab because it's so busy. I could do the same at home. Well, I was going to say, I mean, we are currently drinking, but you know. Yeah, it's, you know, I didn't spend anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not spending anything because I'm what was it my dna came back and i was like 40 percent irish or something like that so i don't have a drop of irish in me <gasps> you are the anomaly no i'm kidding <laughs> it's always everyone's got a little have, bit of irish i don't i'd like no, i'm just kidding <laughs> um, have you ever had irish in you <laughs> no unfortunately um uh, i'll see if i i don't think i have irish i have english uh, but if you look at my ancestry DNA, I'm pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And not you can Ireland. track like, not Ireland, you can track like all the Dominican side and then like the slave trade and stuff that comes with just being in the Caribbean. Um, no Asian at all. We're literally like just the middle of the map. Mm. And my mom's so funny. She's always like, I, she was shocked. She was shook because my mom has very almond eyes and she was like i thought somewhere along the line there was like one just just slipped in there yeah <laughs> like no we just had almond eyes oh. 
But yeah, and look at you, red hair for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I'm going, you know, back to my Irish roots with red hair. No, I just, I felt like a change. It's been, I don't know, I've just been blonde for so long. I was just sick of it. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a real big change. Um, I feel like reds just suit blondes naturally. I did not think that uh, I was suit Do you know what I watched this week? And I cried. <laughs> watching it turning red <laughs> fucking disney coming at it and attacking me from all sides i did i did not cry as much as i did with Encanto because luckily my mom was not that embarrassing mm-hmm. thankfully i kind of watched and i was like oh my god thank god my mom wasn't that bad <laughs> yeah but i did cry because i think there is that inherent moment in every girl's life mm-hmm. where she is no longer her mom's yeah little girl and you know your mom is has every right to feel upset about it and you have every right to not want to be your mom's little girl and it's just mm-hmm. that really hit home i think that whole you know i'm 13 i know <laughs> i just boys <laughs> it was so i think especially for girls it becomes so much we like i don't think men will ever have that experience with their moms i feel like they're always they're like little boy mm. and it's like it's my son i don't think there's but with a girl you you are so many different things to your mother like you're a daughter but yes. like it, it eventually that turns into being like a therapist slash friend mm-hmm. and a daughter and it's like this kind of and it just keeps transitioning and then like gradually you're just like equals i think like you just kind of mm-hmm. like we're both human you've got flaws i've got flaws but they don't see you that way no do you not think i think my mom used to always say like i'm not your friend i'm your mother kind of um... thing like she always kind of kept that that line like, yes we were very close yes we're all this but even when we're like our closest she still always had that like you need to respect me because i'm your mother kind of thing mm. um however she does treat me as her therapist sometimes and sometimes i do have to draw a line and be like i can't yeah boundaries be this for you yeah because especially with having olivia here like i am in some ways the source of some of her her problems and some of her trauma even though I know she doesn't like that word. Mm-hmm. I am the source of that in some in very ways. I cannot be the one to solve it for you, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even, like, uh, I, I don't know if you ever had it growing up. It's like when your mom, like, says stuff about your dad to you and you're just like, I'm meant to be mm-hmm. impartial here. Like, I'm not meant to mm-hmm. have this responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially as a, you know, kid of divorced parents. Mm-hmm. That was when I was 17, 18, 19, which is already, like, a difficult time transitioning between being a teenager, being a child, and being an adult. Mm-hmm. Like having my parents treat me like an owl, you yeah. know, <laughs> between them. Definitely hard. Oh, it's, but it was such a cute movie. I think the line that really hit it me. It was so cute. Yeah. Like the line that really like hit me though was when it's like her mom was like, oh my God, the scene that broke me, I think, was probably when, and spoilers for anyone who's not seen it, but get your ass onto it and just watch it. Um, was when she goes into that sort of like the other world I'm gonna call it the astral realm yeah and she sees her mum as a young girl Mm -hmm. crying about like you know that she's not perfect that she'll never be good enough for anyone that broke me I was like wow that's you know at Mm -hmm. at that core level of realizing that your mum is also human and that you know she's got her own childhood problems Mm -hmm. Um, and then when she walked her through like her youth to like a woman, like I was like, oh my god, yeah. And then she said that line about no matter how far you go, I'll always be proud of you. Oh, just 
I would go on. The farther you go, the yes. prouder I'll be. I think, oh, I think it's very indicative. The last few movies we've gotten that have been very impactful have been Encanto and Turning Red about generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Because I think um, a lot of cultures, uh, speaking about your problems, mental health issues, things that are bothering you is not the adult thing to do. So I think someone said like, you know, you just grin and bear it. Mm-hmm. You, str- you know, pick yourself by your boots and you deal with it. And that's what being an adult is. And I think that's what the, like the generational divide is, is our generation is like, no, you don't have to just grin and bear it. Yeah. You have to talk about it. You have to confront the things that were done to you even by a parent that you love. Yeah. And that's sometimes like the biggest argument my mom and I have. It's like, I'm not saying you are a bad mom. I'm saying that what you did was wrong. Mm -hmm. And that is, is an objective. Like they can be the same thing. You can be a good mom and also do wrong things. Yeah. Um, whereas she would just take it from her mom. It's like, Oh, that's just how she was. Mm -hmm. And I always say like, no, like that's, you you can just say, that's not okay. It wasn't okay then. It's not okay now. Like you can't just, you know, dismiss things because they were done in a time that were it was supposedly okay. Mm-hmm. Like we're allowed to look back on the past with modern eyes and say that was wrong. Yeah. I hate when people are like, "Oh, well, you can't say anything because it was a different time." No, no, no. no. no, no. It was never. It was. This is the thing. It's not a different we time. It's just now that we're more. And should. You know, we're more in tune to what is wrong. What I didn't expect to come out of this movie, though, was the backlash to period talk. It is very, very clear that a majority of people, men mostly, but also women, don't understand what mm-hmm. periods are or when they happen. But also, how is that the main takeaway that they got from this film was, oh, I was uncomfy about a, a very small portion of that film was about getting you I don't know how sex ed is taught was taught to you uh, but in my school the sexes were separated and the girls were given the period yeah. talk and the boys were given whatever they were I don't think that children should be separated for those talks I think it's important for boys to learn what is going on in a woman's body because of this Yeah, I feel like we definitely learned more about wet dreams than they probably did about Absolutely. periods like I wish I didn't know as much about it <laughs> As I do. But it seemed to be pushed yeah. like on the agenda of like sex education. It was like, guys, get wet dreams. Because I like, feel like in a okay, way they were probably like, women. and you're the cause of them. And that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But then it's like, everyone's like, oh, you know, like I, I saw that one Facebook mom uh, post that was like, I took my nine-year-old and 13-year-old and now like I have to explain to them what periods are. And it's like, so warning to all of the parents. I'm like, your kids should already know if they're getting the talk. You should already yeah. know about that. I, we definitely got our sex ed talk by yeah. nine. At the very least, like periods and stuff, yeah. we definitely did. Like, what is wrong with parents and not wanting to talk to their kids I'm pretty, about Like, things? I knew in the, like, I don't know about you. Like, how old were you? Like, if you don't mind me asking, how I was old were 10. You? you were 10. I was about. Yeah, I was young. I think I was about 11, going on 12, possibly. But around that age, it was kind of like. I was anticipating it was going to happen. Like, it was like I knew what what was going to happen around this age. So it was kind of mm. like, I don't know, there just seemed to be a point in my life where I was like, oh, okay, this is going to probably happen 
AJ now? I think it came as a shock because I was so young. Mm. I remember the cramps being so bad and I, like honestly thinking I was dying. <laughs> and my mom was like, you just did that. Like, it's just that. And I was like, well, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. But I definitely in the wake of this, if we do, like if we have a son, we'll be teaching my son about periods. Like he will be as educated yeah. as a daughter should be. And he should know if if he's in a family with a mother and a sister. Oh, absolutely. Surely he should be like aware. Like, you know, I know that there's kind of like, oh, guys that are embarrassed to go to the store and buy they tampons or pads. Like that. that is like that's so old and lame. Like, no. I got I got I get Richard to go most times. Like I forget and I'm like, Can you please go get me some? And he's totally fine with it. But then you find these guys that are like, Ooh, no, I'll hide it under like yeah, milk like, or something is, so that they can't see it's it. It's clear like, they're not used. Like you're not buying used tampons, you idiot. Oh no, you'll have to like, everyone's going to know that you're dating a woman. My like, drama you know, teacher said her husband <laughs> used to be really proud to buy feminine products because he's like, yeah, I got a woman. <laughs> it's, uh, I just think because it's not taught to, me- to boys or men, it's like shrouded in mystery. Like what, so what do they I think all they hear about is like women bleed and probably their imagination is so much worse mm. than what you know the real the reality is yeah maybe I don't know I just remember one time so I had it when I was 10 like I said and one time I was driving with my brother on the highway and I had like I mean he was just grinding my gears the, the way a little brother only could and um, I had my, I was PMSing and he said, you've been having your period for years now. How are you not used to this by now? You can't see my face listeners, but I'm like gobsmacked. What? You know, like the kill bill siren. <laughs> I got so incensed and I was like literally ready to just drive us into like the divider of the <laughs> I was screaming. It was just like the most insensitive little brother thing you could possibly say. And he called my dad, who has two sisters, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, Nicole just said this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you know what your son just said? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally looked like Mamie's May mom. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> and he's like, Julian, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's like the fact that people are like it's inappropriate for 13 year olds uh i'm sorry i'm gonna be telling you that most girls have been having their period since they're 11 by the time that they're 13 and absolutely 13 is the average age yeah exactly but most people i know is 12 and under to be honest like mm-hmm. you know it's i don't know many late bloomers to be fair um which is fine also it, there's no need like it's not a mark of womanhood to be like i got my period if anything i wish i never had it personally <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that the, the kind of people who think that it's inappropriate are probably part of a certain religion, probably the kind of people that don't want to talk about anything with their kids. This is the kind of people that would still, like, if it was still allowed biblically, biblically they would put us in red tents and keep us away for, like, weeks. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, but it was, I mean, the the most relatable part was how obsessed they were with the boy band. Listen, I'm I mean, obsessed with this boy band now. 
Poor Town. Poor Town. Olivia sings it all the time now we're in the car. Like, sh- Also, I'm living for the fact that you guys are showing her BTS now because she's obsessed with Poor Town. Yeah. So I like, started listening to like Backstreet Boys and all this stuff. But I was saying, like, I think girls need boy bands. I think yeah. the reason why bts has continued to be as popular as they are is because they're like them and other k-pop boy bands are the only ones filling the void that was left behind by backstreet boys in sync one direction more recent one direction Mm -hmm. was like the last one i think um westlife take that like all these bands that we grew up with Mm. little girls little boys still need that kind of like boy band where they have like all their biographies and you knew everything about them oh my god they still need that and i feel like the only people doing that now are k-pop bands and they've been doing it for so long now and it almost feels like one direction was a fluke of success i love on it now because like i'm also um bts fan um but looking back on one direction my sister was really into them I like their music and I remember the kind of like first mm-hmm. it, literally it feels like that kind of moment where it was like I watched the video that came out I think it was like 2008 and I think it was like Harry Styles face and in like that makes makes you beautiful video and I was like what is this like you know just that kind of like the sparkly eyes <laughs> the twinkle yeah that's what yeah. it felt like I was like what is this and then like even like later I only got into BTS in like 2017 I remember watching the first few videos and I was like mm, I just want to know their names and then like by the end of it you know yeah. everything about them but the things I don't know if there'll ever be a boy band in the West again that will like emulate that kind of success of boy bands. I don't know whether it can live up to the hype of it now. They'd mm. have to be good. They'd have to be very good. They'd have to be very good. They'd, they'd have to be fresh. And it would... I think the market is there. I think yeah. it is like it clearly is because BTS has and is still super popular mm. because they still have that like you know their coordinated dances the catchy songs like the outfits you know i wonder if they're so successful and most k-pop groups because they're referred to as idols almost because like people worship them i suppose Mm -hmm. in one sense but they're very good at keeping themselves private so like there's no inkling of any relationships or anything or secret girls like a mystery about them exactly it's so that these girls can like picture themselves with them per se Maybe not with them, but... I mean, I could do that. I mean, I was completely convinced I was going to marry Nick Carter. Really? (laughs) At, like, six. Yes. My six-year-old ass was like, I'm going to marry Nick Carter, and no one else could tell me anything. I didn't really have boy bands in the UK growing up or Australia. I had, like, bands that played music, like, obviously, like, Busted and McFly, um... And they were very much the same. of just that kind of, like, you knew everything about them, their favorite color, you, like, poured over the... Mm Mm-hmm. Just, like... But then... Like, I think you show, you showed me some tweets of people that were just like, I can't get over this, like, the fact that this is, like, so cringe. Like, what was that about? I think, I think social media has created this culture of teenagers that are not allowed to be children mm-hmm. or teenagers. There is no safe space. You remember, like, Barbie.com, oh my God. Club Penguin, like, that. places like that that were solely for children to be on. Mm-hmm. They don't have that anymore. Social media has taken over everything. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're not allowed to be cringe. Like, you are supposed to be embarrassed of yourself when you were 13. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not supposed to be cool. Like, yes, there were the cool kids. But even looking back on the cool kids, like, that is fucking embarrassing. You know? But because of social media and, like, the perfection that you have to show on that and the fact that there are no cultivated spaces just to be a kid... Mm -hmm. 
I think like that's gone. That's so sad. Like you're supposed to be cringy from ages 10 to 17. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was cringe looking back at You should on not it. be looking at yourself at 18, looking back at yourself, being like, oh, wow, I was a cool kid. Oh, no. I no. I had, like, uh, blue, and it had, like, different patterns on it, um, like, converse that went up to, like, my my shin, like, really high. <gasps> I was never allowed to have those. Oh, God, I thought I looked amazing. And then I wore them with, like, skinny jeans and, like, really bright tops, and I had, like, my thing was, like, really big, chunky bangles. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was a nerd. Like, I, I was cringe. I loved Doctor Who. I loved, like, I was very much into Super Who Lockian stuff. Like, the, mm-hmm. the era of YouTube, Dan and <laughs> Phil and stuff. You know, like, all that kind of thing. It was just, it's so cringe. Like, now I'm just like, this is naff, looking back on it. Yeah, you're supposed to be embarrassed. Which one of the group in Turning Red do you think wrote fan fiction about Four Town? <laughs> Insert Y slash oh. N. Oh, Priya, absolutely. Because yeah. she was reading, like, that the like twilight, twilight adjacent book uh <laughs> i loved uh, abby she was so cute so so aggressive. she's my favorite yeah. i literally like that was me <laughs> like that was literally me growing up just, just the like very aggressive like the little like, like glitter eye yeah oh my god i i remember i was on vacation in dominican republic and my cousin is four years older than me she had like the Backstreet Boys posters up Mm. and I remember sitting in her room and she was like pointing to each one and telling me about like the same thing like Robert he speaks French like like that was what it was wasn't it you were just like oh like this is Nick Carter and this is Brian and this is AJ and this is what they like and Kevin's the oldest and all the moms love him Mm -hmm. like that was the thing that luckily like my mom I remember going to a Backstreet Boys concert when I was seven, and my mom took me. Mm. Like, if I wanted to go to a concert, even when it was, like, My Chemical Romance during my emo phase, my mom just took me. Mm-hmm. And she would just sit on the side, and or, like, she would she knew all the songs, too, and stuff. And it was, like, a little embarrassing, but not so much. I still got to go see My Chemical Romance several times because, like, it was never a question of, like, you're not going. It was, you can go, but you're going to go with a parent. Yeah, of course. And I kind of, like, appreciate that now because concerts are crazy things and things happen and mm. like I understand that but I really appreciate that my mom never hindered any of my interests if anything she did try she like made to you, like some of it yeah she tried and she allowed you to enjoy it in as much of a safe space as she could make yeah around that I think a lot of parents make the mistake of forcing their children to like their interests oh no that's so instead sad. of Instead of being interested in what your child is into. And I mean, my parents were into Star Trek and Star Wars and stuff. And they would like, we just grew up with that. But it was never a thing of like, you have to watch this with us and you can't do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, okay, we're going to watch it. This isn't like a family. But if I said, oh, I want to go see this. Okay, we'll go do what? We'll watch that as a family too. Yeah. But I'm just. Yeah, it was never a question of like, my name I'm just uh, laughing because it's just uh, reminded me that because uh, me and my sister got in, uh, we were we're interested in BTS we're fans and then we got our dad onto it and he's actually a big fan of them now so much so that he's got like his own bias and everything and it's like he really appreciates oh, their music. My God. I know it's um it's all good though because we've all got different biases so we're not like you know fighting each other yeah. over them. Uh, <laughs> But I do remember. It definitely what, is like that. It's like this is mine. Yeah, it's like mm, someone go. You go like, who's your favorite? And they go Nick Carter, and you'd be like, change. 
change it. Yeah, uh, not on my watch. Excuse me, I'm Mrs. Carter. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, uh, oh my god. I remember. I can't remember what year it was. It was in the height of maybe it was twenty. I want to say twenty eleven, maybe twenty twelve. And One Direction were on doing their tour, mm-hmm. and my sister was like big fan. Like I'm talking posters. I'm talking like I think her favorite was Nile. Yeah, it was definitely Nile because we bought her Nile doll. Like when they when they had dolls, she bought one of them, um, mm-hmm. and she had like all of, just all, she was big fan. And I was at that stage in my like I was just at university, and I was kind of like but still young in that sense where I was like, I don't like One Direction. Like, I'm different. I'm, I like indie music. I'm not into that. I'm going to chaperone you to a concert so that you can go, but it's not for me. I'm taking you as your mm-hmm. chaperone. I was totally there just to see them. Like, and it, it cracks me up that I see all these... You were the Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Tyler. It's not a little shit, but that's a whole different story. Um, And I remember, like, now I keep seeing, like, TikToks of girls who were, like, One Direction in this, or just any band and that thing of like I think we were so obsessed with boys bands in the, from fan fiction that there was this expectation they'd spot you in a crowd and they'd like get their security guard to come and get you and bring yes. you backstage and like all of these girls are like 13 to 16 and I kid you not I've seen TikToks where they're like why did I shave my entire body for this concert thinking that One Direction would spot absolutely. me absolutely <laughs> yes you always had to be prepared you never knew just in case <laughs> hmm and that's the cringe thing that is the cringe it is and all like the outfits you'll be like i thought joe jonas was gonna <laughs> look at me in the crowd and fall in love with me and they're just like in corduroy overalls <laughs> <gasps> but i think you need that i think you need that to humble yourself <laughs> what looking back at like it now a healthy obsession yeah because like obviously like 13 12 and 13 is like when you're starting to notice like that you're attracted to like certain sexes and things like that and I think boy bands are kind of like the segue into that like when she was drawing all of the little pictures of her and Devin oh she's like oh he's not like that cute like keeps drawing like we've all been no the one where she just goes to school and like just notices one of her classmates in like a different way yeah. and it's like slow motion i was like i have had that feeling where it's like you come <laughs> back from summer vacation and like your classmate that you never looked at twice before and all of a sudden you're just like oh am i into this <laughs> am i attracted to this am i attracted to this <laughs> like oh and now i'm in love with you <laughs> oh god see i don't miss any of that kind of having crushes oh i don't miss having crushes Oh, yeah, I feel like you and I were in the same boat. We were like the ones crushing, not the ones. Oh, no one ever had a crush being on crushed me. on. Never, no. ever, ever. It was always just like I can't talk to this person or make eye contact with them, and that's definitely going to make them want to be with me. Yeah. To this day, I feel like if there was like a way to know, like if you ever had a crush on me, let me know because I'm just like genuinely <laughs> curious. I don't care, but also I do. I definitely had that with like know. a childhood. Uh, crush and it was very much like we grew up together and then like I think probably like high school I started like kind of realizing that like oh I I like like you and of course he got Mm, girlfriends and stuff but like I was just like I'm never gonna tell him anything like I'm never gonna say yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that happened so I don't miss it I don't miss being a cringe 13 year old but it happened and I was cringe and I can look back on that and smile 
I'm not married to Nick Carter, just so everyone knows. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Were you really convinced? Yes. I told my mom that I was going to marry Nick Carter. Wow. But then it's okay, because then 1999 rolled around, and then Lord of the Rings came out, and I was convinced I was going to marry Legolas. Not so. Orlando Bloom, just Legolas. No, just Legolas. I did not like Orlando Bloom. I liked pretty hair which i think is very indicative of me being like growing up to be a bisexual is that like i like the pretty long hair you're just like boy oh <laughs> oh that's why but just going back to like your thing on there's no space for kids to be kids these days like i think God, we I'm briefly sorry. touched on it like ages ago but euphoria like i've seen clips of that and how old are they meant to be they're in high school so they can't be older than 17 18 no that's what not older than that yeah you graduate high school when you're 17 18 see i just like it looks re- like i want to watch it because like I've, i'm so intrigued oh no i only want to take it in from osmosis on tiktok i never want to watch the show Why? i literally only i don't know i just want i think it's so much funny <laughs> oh god you fell. i think it's so much funnier that i have no idea what's going on i have only seen like that one tiktoker julian oh wait um, reenacts it all yes some of it's too too close though that i'm like this is exactly i'm only watching it from him mm. like <laughs> which is like so fucking bitch i'm gonna fuck you up like (laughs) i love that that one like it's produced so many good sounds but just like there's a scene i think where cassie's like they're like you look like you're a cowgirl or something or a country singer and she's like in a good way or a bad way and that's like my entire (laughs) life (laughs) yeah i mean we did you have degrassi did you have no, to No, I didn't. I had skins. That was my idea of what being a teenager was going to be like. And that was hardcore. Yeah, there's always... I mean, listen, I get that there's always going to be, like, the version of a teenage show where they're having sex and things like that. But I feel like we don't need it anymore. Yeah, we're done. I, 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 I want to see kids Especially be Especially Euphoria, because I feel like kids that are impressionable will watch that and be like... That's what high school should be. Yeah. I mean, what else are they going off on if they're like, especially maybe they don't have they older don't siblings. Have, they don't have iCarly anymore. Uh, Drake and Josh. See, that was all very, like, they felt relatable. Yeah. Even Hannah Montana to, like, the fact that she just, like, was a kid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's how they, like, they're not kids anymore. Mm. And I don't know. I just think it's really. Oh, and that's a raven. That was sometimes. a great one as well. Yes. Because I think it's just a lot of, like, the people producing it, the people producing these shows are older. I just find it a little creepy Mm. that adults are making so many shows about teenagers having sex. It's a bit creepy. It's all very specific. It's like, there's just, like, a creepy element. (laughs) Just just saying, I don't know. Like, I don't want to consume media even like with fantasy books and things like that Mm. i hate when a fantasy character is like 18 yeah because it's like why why do they have to be 18 no it's it's so necessary i mean does this make you worry for olivia growing up yes because i think all, all it does is reinforce the idea 
Like if they're growing up earlier and earlier, it only reinforces the idea that your life ends at 25. That's literally what it feels like sometimes. That's what I feel like that was definitely fed, fed that. Uh, so if you let kids be kids for longer, then all of a sudden 25 kind of feels like the beginning of your life. Like I'm finally an adult and can do things. But if you can do all the things you did at, you know, you know, 14, Mm -hmm. you know, drinking, drugs, sex, all these things. And but then it's like there's two different like where is the middle ground because you've got Euphoria that's portraying these like teenage years, and then you've got Disney that are putting out this kind of content, which is really encouraging because it's like that's that's the youth I want to see, like turning red is, you know, it has to be catered to children. Yeah. I think Euphoria is made for adults. It's not made for teenagers. Yeah, but, like, but kids are gonna see that and go, and that's, oh, what's that's creepy. What, yeah, that's what my teenage years that... gonna be. Yeah. And that's not to say I know. Did you not see? Gonna have sex. There's that clip on TikTok, and it's Zendaya, and she's in like I think it was um, a press conference for Euphoria, and she's just sat there with her mic, and she's like looking at this little girl, and who must have been about like I think she was ten or something, asking what the trans, how her trans. She was like, "What was it like to transition from like uh, Disney to well, whatever she like? I think she was in Disney, was mm. Disney to Euphoria, and her face just kind of goes." Like she goes, like she's like, oh my god! She was like, were you? Because I think they showed a clip from you for, and she was like, were you in here when that was playing? She was like, your parents are responsible for you. Uh, yeah, like they should not be what. Like it's not made. I think even Degrassi and Skins were still kind of made for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Euphoria is not. If they had set that in college, I would have been like, yeah, that feels a little better. Yeah, but. Mm, Euphoria really feels like to me a show that adults made to get off on themselves. Mm. I mean, look at Gossip Girl as well. They were meant to be teenagers. Yeah. And they were just like bonking all the time. And like, we know it happens. But I don't want to see it. But I don't think, I don't think glamorizing it is the answer to, you know, abstinence or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't be teaching abstinence, but you should also not be glamorizing teenage sex and drugs and drugs and drinking and stuff oh my god <laughs> did oh you ever god. watch skins the uk one i watched a couple of episodes but it wasn't really my thing no i mean it for me it was just like they looked like teenagers and it felt like it was teenage stuff like, it was very serious topics but there was a lot of that's the thing they look like teenagers yeah. i mean Nicholas Holt literally looked like an awkward teen. Because he was one. He was, They were all... Because he was one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were all like ranging between 15 to 20 at the time, if not younger. The kids in Degrassi looked like teenagers. iCarly, they looked like kids. Victorious looked like kids. Mm-hmm. These are fucking adults. Like, even I think Dairy Girls... Oh, I love Dairy Girls. ...does a really good job of teaching... Because even though they are in their 30s, they still look like they're in their teens. Yeah, I couldn't believe when it came out that they were in their 30s. Yeah. Like, so I think if we're going to look at a very relatable show about being a girl in your teens, Dairy Girls is it. Mm-hmm. I just hope by the time that Olivia's like, you know, on the cusp of 10 and heading into teenage, yeah. that she's got better representation for youth. I think the conversation is shifting. I think the right conversations are being had. Mm. Hopefully. But I think the fact that, like, Turning Red was even made 
is a step in the right direction. I never met nobody like you. I think my favorite thing is it's like I've had was it? I've had friends and I've had buddies. Like it's true. But they don't turn they my don't tummy. <laughs> that line. Like you. Do you have a favorite? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, who's the one that does pottery? That oh. would have been my thing. But like, he's so artistic. What is his name? I'm gonna Google this thing. What was that? <laughs> so, I, what... Do they have their bios out? Oh yeah, they do actually. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Four Town. It's really funny that the, the mom was like, also, why are they called Four Town when there's five of them? Makes no sense. Like, ugh, come on, mom. It's literally like a group that my sister likes. Uh, K-pop. They're called Seventeen, but there's thirteen members. And my mom was literally like, why is why are they called Seventeen <laughs> if there's thirteen of them? And my sister had to do a whole explanation. I want to be a Four Townie. I'm on the Disney thing. Look. Well, I was listening to my like Backstreet Boys playlist and I was saying like songs don't have you know like the intro where they would just talk but they'd be like baby I know you've been hurt but it's like they don't have that anymore in songs and they don't have the fade out like the 10 second fade out on songs so the blonde one guess what his name is uh no I can't remember what was it Jesse oh Jesse Oh, it makes sense, I miss right? Jesse, those songs. Jesse McCartney. What McCartney? I don't want a pretty face. I don't want anyone. <laughs> uh, so Jesse, this is his little bio. They've got like all. This is oh God. I love this. Oh God, I'm playing the music. I've never met nobody <laughs> like. Oh God, that song's gonna be in my head forever. Let's see. So. I'm going to tell you Jesse's and then you can pick any others that you want to know about. But I think, would he have been your... Is that the one that does bias, the... as they say, or... <laughs> the, pottery, the pottery, yes. Why? Is it just the artsy side of yeah, it? Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's so good with his hands. He creates. He's sensitive. So, Jesse, the oldest member of Four Town, Jesse was in art school pursuing a degree in ceramics before the band took off. When fame starts getting to his head, throwing clay on his potter's wheel and spending time with his two kids bring him back down to he earth. He has kids. He has kids. Oh my god! I would like oh, the god, oldest one. Okay. He's a daddy. Yeah. He's a daddy. Probably kept it secret until like it came out. No <laughs> doubt. Tay Young, the youngest member of Four Town, a lover of animals. He's dedicated to wildlife rehabilitation, and he personally fostered injured doves between tours. <laughs> Injured doves. <laughs> oh, I can't read. Oh, it won't let me. Why are you laughing at that? I just think it's the most random animal you could foster. <laughs> doves or dogs? Walk. Doves. Like the bird. Like the bird. It's so random. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I mean, so then there's Rob. Is it Robia? Robert. 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 So he is a leader of Four Town. Uh, he can sing, he can dance, and he will eventually have a successful solo career. But until then, he's content to jam on tour with his four best friends. He was Jordan Fisher. I like, clocked that voice immediately. I know. I was like, I know that. I know you. And then you've got like Aaron Z and Aaron T. Oh, because they were always. Definitely the ones yeah. That... And no one cares about these no. guys. Like, <laughs> what did they no say? One. It's like Aaron T and Aaron Z. They're there too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a really short. There's like, Aaron T is aerobatic, fast-talking, and a natural comedian. T is always there to break the tension when the life get on the road gets tense. 
And then like Aaron Z is stoic and a little shy. He's the athlete of Four Town and as the strongest dancer coordinates a lot of the band's mood, but like no one cares. <laughs> yeah, no, if you had the same name. Who was like that one? Who who did no one care about in Backstreet Boys? Howie. Because I think, which arguably had one of the best voices in it. However, he, I think, was like like the least conventionally attractive. Mm. So I feel like... I'm going to have to look up Backstreet Boys. I don't know what they look like. Are you kidding? I wasn't in Okay, so I'll see like, if I can remember the... I had a coworker who literally went to so many concerts and meetups that they, the Backstreet Boys like knew her personally. What? No. Yes. They, I'm not being funny, but like, at what what year did you start liking them? Because these guys look like grown men towards the end of the 90s. No, I know. I had a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole. Yes. Um, I realize now that six-year-old me telling my parents that this adult man was going to be my husband is ridiculous. (laughs) But all the bands in the 90s were men. It's not like K-pop where they're like young. Like... 90 yeah. degrees in sync they were all grown uh so nick was like the pretty boy obviously um brian was the leader ish aj was like the bad boy but had the best voice kevin was the oldest he was like the the uh, jesse he had the kids and everything and all the moms loved him mm. uh and then howie was just like there oh <laughs> Uh, so a bit like Niall and One Direction because that's like my only reference. Oh point. my god, Niall was my favorite. Well, this like he was my sister's favorite, but I think it was either Niall or Louis that no one cared that much mm-hmm. about. I feel like everyone was like Liam, Harry, and Zayn were the top mm-hmm. three, and then you just kind of like had Louis and Niall at the back, being like they're not the strongest singers, but they're cute and they make it work. Yeah, no, I thought Niall was the cutest. Like if. I wasn't like a huge One Direction fan, but like I liked no. him the most. But you just know that like Simon Cowell knew what he had hit when he like got oh. that. Like I always think I'm like that man saw an opportunity and he fucking took it and it worked. And like I have to respect that. I think he knew that they were filling a void. Yeah, massively. Like because this has been going on for years like girls have always been fangirls. And I think it's this thing as well. This is the other thing that's been bugging me is the fact that there's so much shame put on girls just to be fans of things like major fans of things like whether it's k-pop or yeah, we're not like we're not yeah. allowed to like things it's always mocked like oh it's silly oh these fangirls what are they gonna do cancel me like i think that's the only reason why people are saying it's yeah. cringe too because liking something very very deeply and being obsessed is like seen as embarrassing but i think it's only yeah. natural and it's, it keeps the economy going i'll say that much let me uh, i'll keep the economy <laughs> uh like let me but who is it bothering me like who is me writing my self-insert fix inside my head like about me being obi-wan kenobi's daughter like help like hurting who is it hurting just the fact that you're like into like i don't know i don't know why people get so antsy about it it really it makes me laugh i'm like what is what's what's your damage (laughs) (laughs) what's your damage (laughs) In and of itself, such a 90s. 90s reference. I wish I saved that Lord of the Rings fanfic. Oh my god. I don't think I ever wrote fanfiction per se. I definitely read a lot of sort of like... (laughs) On Tumblr, there was such a culture of like writing little... Like, it would be... 
I can't even believe I'm saying this because like some of the stuff I've read in my time, it's been it's been a roller coaster of of stuff. But I'm sure you can relate. It would be like the prompt would be um, <laughs> something like you find out you're pregnant with one of One Direction. It was always pregnancy and, things. And you're like gonna get an abortion, and then it would be their reactions. Like each one would have a different yeah, story yeah, yeah. to like how they reacted. Yeah, I mean, I still I love them. I still look at things like that. <laughs> like I'm not like they'll be on TikTok. They'll be like, oh, like Marvel like reacted to your name or things like that, and I'm like, yeah. oh god, like I'm so over this, and yet like I'm still like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's always pregnant. It's always pregnancy things. It's like it was always like. I feel like because that was literally the most dramatic thing that could possibly happen to you as a teenager. Oh, either that or like gangster. I don't know if if you ever read fan fiction like this, but it was like I don't like like gangster fanfic. Well, it was either that or that you've been sold to the band (laughs) by your mother, like. Like there's there's teen girls out there. You're just like, are you okay, hunt? Like, no, why not. We... <laughs> I see people like make TikToks about them now, sort of like acting it out, and I'm like, it cracks me up when it's kind of like, my mother storms in, she throws a bag at me and tells me that I'm going. I ask where, she's like, I sold you, and then it's like you open the front door and it's like One Direction stuff. <laughs> this is, uh... <laughs> oh my god, like I don't know. I feel like I'm wondering if back in the day. If girls did the same thing about, like, I don't know, famous historical the figures, the Beatles. Like, I want to know if they, they wrote, like, did about the Beatles. fanfic about the Beatles or, like, Elvis. Oh, 100%. My mom sold me the Elvis. A much more likely scenario in Elvis's case, because his wife was, like, 14, wasn't she? What are the other ones? I I mean, I was always on either fanfiction.net or AO3. I was never on Wattpad. Oh, I was like a connoisseur from. of good fan. I was very picky about my fanfiction. Oh, <laughs> so no. You know who's really, really horny all the time on their fix? Anime yeah. fans. Oh, yeah. Anime fans are really horny. I mean, can can you blame them? The, the, main, the main demographic there is... I cannot... <laughs> <laughs> Some of those little 2D things are very hot. Because oh, we're on like childhood and growing up and stuff. I see a lot of content on TikTok where it's like, oh, the and I never came across these guys. So I don't know if you've had this experience, but it cracks me up. They make me laugh. But the ones where it's like, oh, I think there's one girl on TikTok. And she does a really good series of like that guy that thinks he's in an anime. And he talks like, he's like, oh, Nicole's chat, like chat or whatever like you know what I mean like I just cracked oh. you up did you know anyone like this uh yes I did I had a couple not to that extent where like they talked in the anime way um oh, and then a girl turns up and goes oh woo oh. master <laughs> oh god no I did have fans that were and it's so funny because I want to go back and be like I'm so sorry you were right I should have watched this anime um that watched anime and they were like the nerdiest things in the world like Mm-mm. all that but now as an adult i'm like <laughs> for watching demon slayer and attack on titan all the time uh but yeah i remember i had a friend that would wear like the naruto band on his head oh do you know actually <laughs> my sister had an anime themed 25th birthday party the, the other week 25th? with a with her boyfriend 25th it was a joint 25th birthday party and it was anime themed Ooh. <laughs> 
never got into anime. I mean, I did read manga at one point. I remember that. Oh, you were like um, the OG. I've never watched... read manga. Yeah, I, I read that. I remember being like, I'd go to the library and pick it up. Like, I was really into it. And then that kind of transitioned into like watching J dramas. Like, uh, oh God, the one I loved was called Good Morning Call. Or, um, oh, what was it? Something, a kiss from a kiss or something. It's been made so many times. I was just obsessed with it. I only watch like, the really fucked up stuff, apparently. Oh, okay. Because mine was all just like, uh, what was it like? Good morning call is like there's two students who, like, they're in high school, but they live in the same apartment building because they missed out on like halls or something mm-hmm. kind of thing. And but they hate each other to start with, and then they grow to love each other. Love that. I love a good yeah, enemies that's my, that's to my vibe. So, oh god, I'm thirty now. Oh yeah. I just realized this I'm thirty now. This is my first recording. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll end that by saying that you don't have to stop liking things after you turn 25. You can still be cringe at 30. <laughs> yes, I certainly am. I'm going to go read fan fiction now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in. Make sure to follow us on all our socials Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're kind of funny there. We don't have a Tumblr. No, God, can you imagine what the absolute chaos if we had a Tumblr? Yeah. Also, it's not the same, it's, it's past its hate day. Honestly, I'm confession time. I'm still on Tumblr. I'm back on Tumblr because it's actually better now because all the crazy people have gone to TikTok. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so it's actually a really chill place again. Oh, so people, it's actually back to normal then. <laughs> it's actually back to normal. So <laughs> go back on Tumblr. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. Good night. Go watch Turning Red. Yes. Out on Disney Plus. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're sponsored. Yeah, right. I mean, they can. <laughs> Bye. Bye.